Every time, guess what? We here. We're back. We actually came back. Welcome back to the Always Love Yours podcast, episode two of 2020. Uh, yeah, 2020, episode 14. 14. 14. Valentine. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in case you don't remember, or this is your first podcast that you're listening of ours, I'm Krista. And I'm Jared. So, Jared. Yes. What have you been doing? Or how have you been doing? Wait, or how, what? Or how have you been loving yours? Yeah, the, the, the podcast has always loved yours, so how am I loving mine? Yeah. Well, I'm taking care of this doggy that I'm petting right now, Chewy. Yes. Um, I am working on being a, a well, turning in quality work as a student, or just <laughs> any work. <laughs> um... You know, that's winding down for me. And mm-hmm. then I feel like I'm also caring more about what I put into my body and how I allocate my time during this uh, coronavirus. <laughs> how about you? How are you loving yours? Um, I think that I am being nice to myself, you know, with, you know, the reason why we took like a unexpected hiatus or whatever is because um, we were so busy with everything, you know. I started getting a lot more clients at my internship, and I was just always tired. So being okay with just doing not much, (laughs) like not forcing myself to, you know, be productive or I have to do this or that. You know, we have still like a month or at least right now we just know a month. And so being able to really be, you know, chill about it and like know that not to pressure myself. Because sometimes when you're always so used to being busy, when you are not busy, you feel weird and like oh, yeah. you don't feel like yourself, but that doesn't define who you are and that shouldn't make you feel like, oh, fuck, like I should use this quarantine time to be productive, do something. Like there was one um, quote that kept getting passed around. It was like, if you haven't gotten your side hustle or like um been productive or something like that's during this time out of the quarantine then that's not like you're not disciplined enough or something like that and I totally like disagree with that but you know yeah that's my opinion and that's how I have been loving mine (laughs) and I agree you know what I mean the thing is it is a time definitely to catch up on many things that you haven't gotten to or that you've been neglecting but it's also a time to relax reconnect with yourself with the people that you are quarantined with and it's a switch of routine it's very difficult for any change for anybody and for everybody's routine to switch so drastically and so measurably is insane to be honest and it is difficult to deal with. Now, how you deal with it is very important. And it's not important that you make mistakes. It's that you, it's important that you learn from them. Yeah, and I think it's it's good to point out and for people, you know, who are dealing with everything, like validating and acknowledging the fact that this coronavirus, this pandemic is a traumatic event. It's mm-hmm. something that you know, we're all collectively experiencing and there's grief involved. Like we're seeing people die. We're seeing stories Mm -hmm. about people dying. We're seeing people who are like literally risking their lives, um, you know, with their essential jobs. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lot. And, you know, it's okay to sit in that feeling because if we don't sit in that feeling, it's going to be really hard to overcome it. 
I agree. And I also think that we have to remember that our friends and family members and people that we care about are also going through this and they're going to deal with it differently as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Finishing my sentences. <laughs> Don't need a soda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's definitely true. And it's, it's, I see a lot of people pressuring themselves online and all these things. And sometimes I don't, you know, like going online. Uh, like the other day, I was actually when, like, you fell asleep and I was staying up. I was looking at, like, the positive stories online. And I started crying. Like, there's people helping out other people. There's, like, pictures of, like, husbands who are standing outside of the hospital while their wives are in the hospital. It's just, like, really heartwarming to, like, see. But also, like, it's really sad. Mm -hmm. It's such a mixed feelings type of thing. And, you know, I just keep telling myself it's temporary and we'll get through it. I agree. So, yeah. So... What is on the timeline, which is a segment that we have, um, if you are listening to us for the first time, where we, not, I don't have corona, sorry, I coughed, (laughs) where we talk about the coronavirus, (laughs) where we talk about what's on the timeline, what, like, what's online, what's on social media, so, Jared, what is on your timeline? Okay, before we get to the main meat of the podcast, on the timeline is definitely COVID-19. I was at the store today, Uh and I had to pay for the things that I was buying. Well, yeah, that's what you do at a store. Yes, but I mean, (laughs) you know, it's coronavirus time, so I'm paying. (laughs) So you don't pay? No, I'm paying, and I have this cough that I have to (laughs) emit deep in my throat. I I literally just swallowed spit the wrong way. Oh, my God. Don't got the corona. (laughs) But I know now is not the time to be coughing in stores. It's like saying bomb on an airplane. You can't do it. Yeah, nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, nowadays, at, at least in this quarantine. So I'm just sitting there, and then they ask me questions, and I'm like, Bruh, don't ask me questions right now. I can barely talk. If I'm talking, I'm coughing. So I'm walking up the store as fast as I can, and then I'm trying to get to my car. Of course, my car is parked alone, but as soon as I start walking out, two cars <laughs> pull up on each side. People pull out, and I'm like, oh, God. So now i got to hold it till I get in the car. So oh my I God. finally get in the car. <coughs> like the, the like weakest, <laughs> littlest cough, and that was it. That's all I needed. And I was off, and I was like... Oh. You know what it is, too? Because I... Actually, before Corona, I had the flu. And I low-key th- thought it was Corona, but they told me I had the flu. And I still have this cough that it's actually getting way better. But now I, I find myself in public because of the anxiety that you feel and the energy you feel of everybody. You get anxious, and you're telling yourself, like, don't cough, don't cough, mm-hmm. don't cough. And then you cough. Because you're so anxious, you know? It's like a psychosomatic. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah. Okay, and then what's really on the timeline, everybody, if you have Netflix, if you don't, you gotta get it. You gotta see this, that Tiger King documentary. Okay? (laughs) Now, we watched it together. Yes, so Tiger King is a Netflix docuseries. Uh, I forgot how many. You know, whatever. I believe it is seven. They said that next week they're going to come out with an eighth episode. Yeah, and it's based in Oklahoma and also Florida. And it's basically like about the culture of having tigers and a lot of animal rights stuff, but also a lot of, uh, <laughs> how would you describe it? Well, I mean, I say it was a myriad of fuck upperies <laughs> because this guy, um, Joe Exotic. Yeah. He changed his name. Nobody could say his last name. It's kind of like Dr. Seuss. Kind of equally as much of an asshole as Dr. Seuss. <laughs> if you think about how Dr. Seuss did his love life, look it up. Um, but he had tigers, and he was um, creating a zoo for tigers and other animals, by the way. He had other animals. He just didn't care about them 
or they weren't making as much money as the Tigers. Yeah, and so he initially got Tigers just for the love of Tigers. You know, it's all about trying to save these tigers and, you know. That's how they get you. The first hit is free. (laughs) (laughs) And so he just decided to start buying tigers and eventually he became. uh, Whoa, whoa, whoa. who just decides to buy tigers? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I've decided I'm giving my life up to devoting my life to tigers. I know. The more I talk about it, the more I'm like, this is not real. (laughs) I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. Continue. Um, But, yeah, so, like. Who, th- who would have thought Tigers was a huge business, you know? And I kind of, like, after the docuseries, I kind of feel bad for, like, going to the zoo and stuff. But then, like, they take care of them, you know? Well, if nobody goes to the zoo, what happens to the animals? That's the question. True. That's true. I'm a vegetarian. I'll say it. I don't say I don't even think I've said it on this podcast. I think we have. I'm not no, so sure. I probably didn't. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't matter. Just tig- uh, animals, I like to for them to be treated right, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, man, even Hitler was against zoos. <laughs> I was like, damn, bruh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So then he had it, he, he created a whole zoo and then he got a hella tigers. He had like 217, I believe, over yeah. the course of his life. Yeah, and then he hired a lot of people that he kind of like picked up on the road ex felons, people who, you know, didn't really have anything, which is kind of like. You know, he's giving them a chance and he still pays them, mm-hmm. so which is good. Um, but also, it's like a give and take. You see them kind of getting abused a little emotionally, with, especially with food and stuff. And um, and then there's this other woman. What was her name? Carol Baskin. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Keep going. You got um, this, man. That has a quote-unquote <laughs> sanctu- animal sanctuary. Um, can we just explain why this is a quote-unquote... Right, by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, oh, yeah. stop, we watch, should, should resume. Yeah. If you haven't listened to our other episodes, listen to those, and then stop, watch, resume. But Kara Baskin, she had a husband. Her second husband, I think it was? Uh, or was that his... Like that. No, I think it was her second husband. But it yeah, was her, her husband. husband. And um, homie disappeared. <laughs> and she got um, tigers and... Everybody thinks that she fed them either to the tigers or she put them in the the sewer. Yeah, the husband. And she got all the money. And his will said, if I die or get disappeared. And it's like, hmm, well. But he also might be chilling in Cuba or something. Costa Rica. He's probably with pot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so she got all this money and decided to do an animal sanctuary and you know, was working with PETA and trying to also pass an act and stuff. And basically how she plays a role is she was trying to take down Joe Exotic. Yeah, she was arguing against him, saying that he was um, unethical, uh, abusing the tigers, and he got she got PETA to try to go against him. Yeah, and then so she would do, she would create websites and all these things just to take him down. And it became, there was a huge feud between them. And it should be also be known that she was doing the same thing with tigers yeah. with more limited range of their exploration yeah. within their cages. And then the irony is that, like, she would call him, like, you know, being all this, like, unethical and stuff, but she kind of was, too. Like, she didn't pay anybody who worked for her. She really, really expected a lot from her volunteers yeah. who stayed till for, like, three, five years. Who she didn't know, while Joe Exotic at least paid his people yeah. and, and gave them food and drugs. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like, monkey see, monkey do. Like, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of narcissistic qualities in all these people, and it was just... 
every episode, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Every episode was crazier than the last. You thought that you'd seen all the uh, bullshittery that you could have seen, but yeah. then they just upped it on a whole other level. So what did you get from this like series? Like, What was the most craziest part? Or <laughs> what was like something that was like unbelievable? So to here's you? what I learned, I think, is the best way for me to explain it. Because it was all crazy. I learned that there is an exotic animal trade going on in America. A large portion that is funding the trade are people who sell um, opportunities to take pictures with the younglings, the pups, the the kittens or whatever. Um, Also, people who are selling actually to zoos because Joe Exotic sold to zoos that we would still find cool or okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And then also that, by the way, the guy that portrayed Scarface, that they based Scarface off of, he was in this. And he seemed the most sane person in all of it. And he said, oh, yeah, I was just selling drugs and all that stuff (laughs) to pay for my animals because I really love them. And, I mean, somebody uh, got killed on my property. And I was like, well, that's yeah, that's my property, so you're going to blame me. So, of course, okay, I'll go away for 12 years. He did, like, the craziest shit, but he kind of owned up to it, and he was like... That made him the most genuine but, of all of them. And then he made everybody else seem crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, I think for me, yeah. like, one of the most bizarre, like, things that I was like, what the hell is going on? Was the guy, Doc Antler, or whatever his name is. Oh, the one with the wives? Yeah. Oh. Where, where, how manipulative, how, like, controlling and cult-like. His whole... Was it a zoo? I don't know. Whatever. It it doesn't matter what you call it. What it is is a glorified zoo. It just reminds me a lot of, like, different cults and how they use a lot of, you know, manipulation and all these things to to get control over, you know, their people and to keep the cult going. And Mm -hmm. just looking at the interview with the ex-girl, the girl who was used to work for Doc and left. Yeah. Just hearing what, like, the conditions they had to live under and the things that they had to do, the things that they had to wear. I was she just was like, made Bruh. to get a boob job. Like, I know. They were like, oh, yeah, you're scheduled <laughs> for this day. <laughs> we'll see you after, you know? Oh like, who does that? I wonder if it was the money that, <clears throat> that like, kind of... Um, Dorona. Um <laughs> I th- I wonder if it's the money that made them that way, or were they always like that, and then their fame just... I don't know. Well, I think it's the same manipulation of emotions from the beginning to the end. Yeah. If you look at... Um, uh, let, if you do a meta-analysis mm-hmm. on all cults mm-hmm. and how they initiate members, I think what he did is he enticed them with animals mm-hmm. and the understanding that they were saving animals, and then he... Um, normalized the behavior that he did with other women and the behavior that he did with them. And then he made himself not only idealized, but that they would idealize the life that they would live should they live under his parameters. And that he got them young. So yeah. super easily impressionable, mm-hmm. super vulnerable. Like people, You don't know much. You know, people probably, the, the ladies were probably super young and unexperienced and we're just trying to probably get it out of their you know lives yeah um so yeah i mean it's just so crazy to me like all these things and like at the end of it um i was like what the hell (laughs) do you believe that he uh joe exotic did send a hit for carol baskin i definitely believe he tried i don't think that he 
knew necessarily how to have it go right, or maybe he tried and he did everything to make it go right and it didn't work. Whatever happened, I think that he definitely tried. I mean, he, you, we have him on tape mm-hmm. saying, hey, um, I'm gonna kill that uh, B word. You know, oh, I, I don't like calling women bitches. Um, but you know, it, he, he he was a gay homie, and he was like, "I'm gonna kill that bitch." And, and and look at my gun. This is her. And he put like her name like on a mannequin, and then he shot it. Mm-hmm. And then he like showed with like, "I have no remorse for doing this." And this is how I feel. He, he legitimately hated her. Like, which, which is understandable, to, the, to, to, to be honest. Yeah, I understand, too. But it's like, I've never seen that type of hate mm. for someone. Like, he, like, read her diary. He broadcasted every, you know, day and, like, mm-hmm. or whatever. Had his little TV show and stuff. And oh, it was just, like, crazy. I think the only sane person is that guy, the campaign manager that he had. Oh, I forgot man. his name. That I'm was so sorry Walmart. for him because, okay, so first of all, the Tiger King had two husbands. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that one time. Married them both on the same day. Polygamous, gay, redneck, uh, tiger hoarder, owner, razor. He did the same thing, though, that Doc Antler did, he to, did. to the ladies. And yeah. I feel like he may have, he, maybe he learned it from him or whatever. I don't know. But, I mean, both of those dudes were straight. Or maybe, or maybe they, they were just... Like, the same personality traits. Like, same narcissistic-ass traits, you know? Same manipulative stuff, you know? Per, yeah, I, I think I think that's... that's that, I, I agree. I think they've definitely had the, the same um, base to do that. Yeah. And I think that... I mean, both of them ended up like, oh, no, these guys are straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and he's like, I fell in love with this straight boy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, you fell in love with two straight boys. <laughs> like, it's not, but also, it's a he offered a lot to them, a house, a place to stay, drugs, you know, and then, you unlimited know, drugs. <laughs> I read a meme that said, um, men don't marry for love. They marry for security. Mm. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> I, I, I never even thought of a man I don't know how I feel about that, huh? Well, I mean, think about it, like, um, men more often than not choose who they marry because they propose. Oh yeah, true. But so, yeah. oftentimes I think that. Um, well, I mean, it said that, and I just thought about it. I never had that thought of men marrying for security because yeah. men don't talk about wanting that security. Travis, if you think the younger one, mm-hmm. he got all the the meth, the um, weed, and the guns and the cars that he yeah, wanted. And he yeah. didn't even end up working that much. He just had to sling that D or provide that B. <laughs> um, whereas the other one, like, he um, he was deeply invested. Like, he was the only one sad about the crocodiles dying. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the most heartbreaking scenes was when we saw in the security footage that... Um, Travis shot himself, and I was just like, "Oh, it's so sad." And for that guy to watch it, holy crap! Yeah, he's like, "This is the." He's literally said, "This is the worst experience I've ever had in my life." And it was the clearest security camera ever. Oh, and <laughs> I was we, like hoping it wasn't that clear. We didn't see him shoot himself. But no. We saw the spark of light. We saw the expression on the other guy's face. I bet they had a camera where he was. They just can't release that footage. Yeah. And all of them have seen it, and they're just not talking about it. Yeah. Conspiracy oh, alert. <laughs> and I'm excited to see the next episode, like, where it's going to go. So so Joe right now, from what we think, he's in jail. Yeah. I saw, like, a headline that he's like, has corona or something. I don't know. Well. I'm not a fan. I don't know where so you whatever. are, Joe, but <laughs> it seems like you're in jail because you're listening to this podcast right now. I know. <laughs> and it seems like, would you, do you think that he should be free or do you think he should be in jail? Ooh, good question. Go. Oh, man. 
Should he be free? I don't know the law well enough. So, like, mm. I can't really say. Morale-wise, I feel like... That's a great They argument. all should go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody in jail. Just be safe. Yeah. Ain't but I don't know safe. what the Except law is. Except for the is. girl with the, with the, with the nub. Um, <laughs> she was dope. I'm done. I'm with sorry. the nub. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, she man. was she was great though. She was she was like you know who won. It was like who won the PETA people or Joe or whatever. You know what? Nobody won because the animals lost. Yeah. And I was like, damn, like that hit me in my heart. I what what I was like really what I found that was really traumatic was watching like that scene. Like they caught mm. it on tape of her losing her freaking arm. They caught uh, a lot on tape. I know. Joe almost got eaten up, and then nobody <laughs> saved him, and he just like had to shoot at the at the at the um, the tigers. Oh, did you notice that? Um, did you did you realize at one point they were digging digging up the zoo when they were leaving um, Joe's zoo, and they found remains of tiger bones. That was for um, Doc Antler. Well, right? no, no, no. That was for Joe, and Joe said. Um, they were like, "Oh, you killed them," and he's like, "Oh, I had to euthanize a few." And I then and, um, the other guy, he had a um, uh, uh, cement, uh, uh, cremator. Yeah, yeah. So he had a cremator on site. Mm-hmm. So that's why they said that there's no tiger remains there because he has a cremator here. Oh, okay, okay. I I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Man, I remember that shit was messed up. No, but yeah. So I, like I said before, I don't know what the law is. So. Maybe because he did pay him, you know, money and stuff and, you know, partially, then, yeah, it's it's like, what do they call it? Like, a pl- attempt? You know what plan? they call it? It's been 22 minutes and I haven't said it yet. You haven't said it yet. Why people be crazy? I know. Why people be crazy? I think I said why people be crazy so many times throughout like, the whole Like, it was show. crazy. Because, I mean, I just, I, like, these are things that I would never fathom. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to have a tiger real quick one time. And then I'm going to make profit off the tiger. They were putting them on Instagram. They were slinging them through. They were slinging tires in Las Vegas. Like, oh, I'm going to bring it in the suitcase. Yeah. And then someone was like, well, imagine being the person that has to be like, okay, let me check your suitcase. And there's a fucking baby tiger in there. Like, yeah. what do you do? Like, I, I didn't tell your manager, like, hey, he, he, no, 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 it's not drugs. This, no, no, no. It, it, it's a tiger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just so... It's so crazy how they kind of use that as a business. Like, bro, get a job. <laughs> well, that was their job, and it was making money. I, I mean, know. That's how... And then what was that guy's name? The the guy who was like in Vegas doing all that. I oh, it name. was it was not. I feel like it was in the, the one with name. the bandana. Yeah, bald dude. You know what? I'll look it up. Name. Yeah, you you look it up, <laughs> and we figure out everything else. Because this show was crazy. Hey, yo, um, please message us, text us in the comments below. It would be cool to do a follow-up section where people talk about things or, like, say, hey, I thought this, or I have a question on what you think about this. So um, let us know. Hit us up on our email or on our um, IG about Tiger King and ask us about it or talk about it. What was your opinion? I want to hear from you guys. Thank you very much. Also... I don't know what his name is. I'm trying to look it up. I know. I know. It's okay. Take your time. <laughs> I'll fill up the time by talking. Um, Always Love Yours podcast can come through Apple Music. It can come through Spotify. Yeah. And then our email, too. Our email. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So the guy was Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. He was a character, too. Who, who, no, can you go to him real quick on your on your thing? Because I feel like I've heard him about him or whatever from other stuff. They didn't say what else he's from. They just said he's a self-business. I bet this dude has hella shit because he sounds familiar. 
I don't know, but he just had a lot of weird businesses, and he's gone, like, in the run-in with the law and stuff, but he was fucking <laughs> manipulative as hell, too. He doesn't care about... It no. seems like he has no... He's so apathetic. Like, he did not care about, you know, what other people or whatever. It's cause, and I knew that because the end of the docuseries, he, with that guy, he was trying to build another zoo mm-hmm. in another place, and... He didn't want to put his name on the thing. Nope. And the guy was like, what the hell, man? And, and he's like, this is not how you do it. And he dipped out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, but uh, Jeff Lowe is the one who said that there will be another episode. He put it on his Instagram. Oh, no way. And he said the next next week um, there's going to be another episode, which kind of makes me question the validity of the series. Because if he's willing to put out another episode, it's probably going to make him look good. And I don't know if I'm rooting for him. <laughs> We're not rooting for anybody here. The only the campaign manager. Well, I'm not That's even. It. The thing is, I feel bad. I'm not even rooting for Peta at this point <laughs> because I don't know how they provide the best interests of the animal. And if they do, please let us know because what is the best interest of the animal? That's is it a to, good question. Is it to roam free? Um, because I learned that a lot of animals that are put in captivity cannot be released back into the wild. Yeah, because they're too domesticated. Yeah, exactly. And they wouldn't be able to survive. Mm -hmm. So what would be the best thing for these animals? Not to buy them anymore. Well, I mean, okay, (laughs) but like, so what do you do with ones that are just born? You get a pup. You, you, You yourself get a pup. For free, all of a sudden. I don't you know that I get a pup. Hey, for you free. know what? They want to save it. No, and like, I you wouldn't know what? get you one. You have a good heart. No, <laughs> tell me, what would you do? What do you do? I would donate it to some. I don't know. Well, how do you know that they're not, not Carol Baskin Sanctuary? <laughs> that's for sure. Well, you know they're gonna be good eating <laughs> husbands. <laughs> yeah, but but like also like it's funny because it's a sanctuary, but she does the same fucking shit. Like she, she had does. them in cages and even worse conditions. Smaller cages, worse conditions. So I don't understand. Neither do I. <laughs> but we're excited for the last episode for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> what else is on um, the docket for today? So we have another segment called Just a Tip. And this is where we get stuff from Reddit or from our Instagram or emails or whatever. Where it's kind of like a, a, not a, like, I guess an advice column, but more of like what we would suggest or what we would do in your, in that person's situation. So mm-hmm. I found one on Reddit on the relationship underscore advice section. Are you ready? Please go. Let's hear it. So it says, the title is, I might miss my ex. Oh, okay, wait, he's I male 28. Okay. Yeah. No, just so that we know the context of who's talking okay, about Okay, so it. they're both 28, the partners, mm-hmm. a, a guy and a female. And so it says, I might miss my ex even though I'm in a new relationship with someone else. What are these feelings? Mm-hmm. And then so it says, I'm not sure what the purpose of this post is, perhaps just to vent my feelings since I have no other outlet for it. I've been in a great relationship with someone new for under... A year now, and I love her dearly and further do see a future with her. My current girlfriend is the embodiment of wifey material. Occasionally, however, I do still think of my ex. We were friends for six years, dated for two of those. The feelings are often negative and evoke memories of being hurt and angry. A lot like the ones I felt when I found out my ex was cheating on me. Mm. Even though I was wronged, betrayed, and humiliated by what she did, deep down a part of me still craves her attention. She was my first love, after all. With that being said, I haven't spoken to her since it all went down over a year and a half ago. 
Do I miss her? Why? I seem to have dreams more and more often in which my ex appears. Ones where I know I'm being lied to. Ones where she begs for my attention while I ignore her. Ones where things are just fine. My ex carried a lot of red flags, excessive binge drinking that frequently resulted in unconscious blackouts, a history of promiscuity, promiscuity, how do you say that word? Promiscuity, <laughs> promiscuity, you said the Promis- right the okay. first time. <laughs> promiscuity Sorry. and infidelity, selfishness, a lack of sympathy, a lack of financial planning, she was always broke, and a general sense of irresponsibility. Oof. From a logical standpoint, I know this. she is a terrible partner and I know... Uh, and someone I would never want to be with. Like I said, the relationship I'm in now is beyond anything I could have wished for. And yet I have these thoughts and dreams that continue to resurface. What's going on here? So that's the whole... TLDR? Whole um TLDR, post. Biz- uh, TLB- TLDR, bizarre thoughts and dreams even though I'm in a new relationship. Yeah, so that's the gist of what yeah. he's talking about. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do I think about it? <laughs> I want to hear what you think about it before I... <laughs> describe off the, I'm still processing it. Uh-huh. I, I mean, you showed it to me and you shared it to me, but could you tell me what you think first? And then I would love to add on or put my thoughts and then we can go back and forth. I think it's normal to, you know, have these thoughts and feelings towards your ex-girlfriend, especially if it wasn't a mutual breakup or if it was a messy breakup or whatever you have be. And I think that reading the post, it seemed that there was a lot of emotional trauma that happened in that relationship. Um, he called her really toxic and everything and all these things. And it's like, I think the emotions that he felt, the strong emotions that they, he felt with her were so strong that it comes up in your dreams. Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, a lot of emotions, your anxieties, your fears, and all that stuff come up in your dream. Mm. And I don't think it means that he misses her. I think that he's still trying to, like, heal from it. And trying to move on because it's hard like it's hard to go from a toxic relationship to a healthy one because you're so used to being being in a relationship where someone's manipulative and just so true like it seems that also like he kind of lost a part of himself in order to please her Mm -hmm. and in the meanwhile he you know you lose who you are and that's painful that's hurtful like Mm -hmm. Especially in hindsight, when you look back at a relationship, especially if you're in a good relationship now, like, if you look back and you're like, how fucking dumb was I? Like, <laughs> right? it's just like, it's a lot of things. And I think that over time, it, it you can heal for it. And I would think over time, those feelings will disappear. And it's kind of sad because you're in your, it seems like you might be comparing your ex-girlfriend with your current girlfriend who's quote unquote wifey material. And I think... That's normal. I think unconsciously, maybe he um, he's so used to red flags and the relationship he's in now. He's expecting that to happen. Mm. Like in a way, it's like, oh, it's not happening. Like, what? So this is freaking prophecy. weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if your baseline, I guess you could call it, or your homeostasis of a relationship is toxic and manipulation and abuse and all these things, when you go in a relationship that's not that. Your body and your mind wants to go back to that type of relationship, right? So maybe he just has to give it time, you know? But yeah, that's my take. <laughs> I agree. No, that was great. I just kissed you on the cheek because I was like, damn, you're just dropping bars right now. 
No, definitely. Um, could you pull that up real quick one time? Yeah, I want to see one thing. Um, I think that, hey, yo, you know what? Especially this is your first love that you're trying to get over. You realize that she done you dirty, so your brain is on the right path. As a male, I understand it's difficult for blood to go to more than one hat at one time. <laughs> cool. So you say... Um, it says your username is throwaway two zero nine three four two zero three nine eight J. I don't that know. Sounds like a phone number. <laughs> 209 is Stockton. Um, <laughs> Why did you? Anywho, because I want to shout out the person. Um, I think that you were friends for six years and you dated for two of those years. I don't know if those were the two end years or two middle or two beginning. Who cares? Anyways, you've had a long relationship with this person. That's always going to be hard to get over regardless of the form or shape of the relationship because of the longevity of it. Mm -hmm. Right now, you posted that. It's four days since you posted it. <laughs> and, oh, you should join that um, that subreddit. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's crazy how much old shit can come up in the craziest places because I'll know that I'm completely over something and then I'll have a dream about it. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I sometimes I have like no feelings whatsoever, good or bad about it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have bad feelings about it. Sometimes I'll have good. But memories will arise. Yeah. That's one. Two, just because you have fond memories of a time or event doesn't mean that it's good to return to them. Mm. Sometimes we're on to something better, something new, something different. And sometimes we need that. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard for people to not go back change is difficult change is hard <laughs> we talked about this earlier um and change is uncomfortable yeah to the most part so when one has had a history sorry a history of reinforcement with one thing and are trying to build a future of reinforcement with another it is difficult to allocate your um re your behavior to one um one of my professors called it alternative to one alternative. Yeah. And I, you know what popped up in my head hmm. was like, you would think, okay, I'm being manipulative. I'm getting, I'm in a toxic, there's all these red flags and you're like, that's not reinforcing. But a lot of times in those relationships, one person has to give up themselves to accommodate the other person. And so it gets to the point where they lose their identity. They lose yourself and their identity is that person. Mm -hmm. And so, it's more reinforcing to have an identity than to leave and not have an identity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's weird to say it's reinforcing, but it kind of is in a way, and it's it's sad. Negative reinforcement is not punishment. Mm. You know? If it's punishment, it's reducing the prob future probability of the behavior. Yeah. Or the behavior in the future. Yeah. Um, the frequency or rate. Uh, whereas when it's reinforcement, it's simply taking something away mm -hmm. that's going to increase something. Mm -hmm. You know, so, I mean, if you um, take away a headache every time I take a Motrin, guess what I'm going to do every time I have a headache? Take a Motrin. Take a Motrin. And that's negative reinforcement. You know, it's the same thing with putting your seatbelt yeah. on. Yeah. And love is like a drug. Legit. Like, it's cliche oh, as it's that is. it's the best drug. It's I'm like, a drug addict. Oh, my have God. Have AA for go love? Away, go away. Go <laughs> away. Shh. Let me get some of this love. <laughs> Um, and they say that, yeah, love works just like in the brain, just like as a drug. Like, it's like, you're not going to be able to like really fully overcome it until you hit your rock bottom. 
just like substance abuse and addictions and stuff. Like, you, so you wait, hold on. You think that, or you're saying that one cannot get over a love until they hit the rock bottom of that love? Yeah, rock bottom of that love or that re- realization of like, I don't want this shit anymore. Oh, I never heard you say that. You never told me that before. I just popped up in my head. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, just because neurologically, you know, it's proven that it is like a drug, and it's just it's interesting because. Your rock bottom could be different from my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Your rock bottom could be like hitting, throwing stuff, whatever. My rock bottom could be repeated emotional negative comments that's affecting my emotional well-being or whatever. Way to hit the hammer on the head, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like it, it's hard to see it when you're in it. and Oh, definitely. You know, it's easier I think, to see from the outside. Yeah. And I think for like my advice to this person is just, you know, be open and honest with your partner. Oh, definitely. it seems like your partner right now is actually really healthy for you and most likely understands. Just so that it doesn't feel like you're hiding anything, even though that would be your first gut reaction or whatever. Um, and also, your partner could help you through it. You know, if they care about you the way that you, they, you say she does, then she'll be able to, like, let you talk. And if you want her not to say anything, just tell her, like, I just need a vent right now. You know what? One of the biggest problems in all of my relationships that I've ever had Mm -hmm. is my communication. Mm -hmm. And it's my fear that being honest is going to make the situation worse. Which is When in actuality, Uh if I'm honest, that's the best situation that I could have. I'd rather be able to be honest in all of my communication with you than have to lie even once with the widest of lies. And I don't blame you because if you, in your past relationships or anyone's past relationships where you do lie and you get like the worst pushback or the worst... Punishment. You know, punishment or, you know... Whatever. Comment or whatever, you wouldn't... In the future, you wouldn't want to. No. <laughs> that's like theorism. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> and like in the future, and, you're, and that's why people get so jaded about relationships and it's... Really sad, but I totally get it. Like, one person fucks you up in a relationship, and you're like, fuck this, It's blah, totally blah. the mom and dad rule. It's like, why do you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? Exactly. Well, it's not that they don't want to be with me. They just don't like when I act like this. Well, when you act like that, is that you? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, okay. Well, then don't be with them. You yeah. know what I mean? And maybe there are some parts of you that need to you need to work on. Yeah. Sure. But be with somebody that's willing to grow with you. Yeah. Because anybody that's willing to grow with you and wants to see you succeed and do better in life, that is somebody to love and to cherish and to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Because not a lot of people are going to be like that for you, with you. And those are people that you can call friends or more. Yeah. And some people are just like manipulative like that. And, you know, maybe that's their personality. Maybe they've gone through something. Whatever it mm-hmm. may be. But knowing who you are, loving yourself... <laughs> always love yours <laughs> always love yours <laughs> and really just being honest and open with your current partner or even if you don't think you're ready just like taking a break from dating possibly but i hope you don't sabotage your current relationship because you might think that you have feelings because you're having dreams and stuff i think really understanding why you're having these feelings i.e the emotional trauma and like being able to process it heal from it whatever um it is is the way to go. I agree, and I don't necessarily subscribe to any specific dream psychology. Although I've yeah. read a few of them, I've read Jung or Young, or I've read um, a few other cognitive psychologists and developmental, and all these other psychologists that say that, that there is dream interpretation 
But for me, personally, I don't necessarily have a specific belief. I believe it's all chemical reactions in the brain. They can, might, or may relate to what's going on in your life and mm-hmm. your private events. But it's hard to determine, you know what I mean? I think yeah, that you I- have to deal with them in the best way you can. And I think that being honest with those who you love is the best way you can. Because yeah. if you're always honest, then you can never be... You, how can you be upset with what you said? Because it's like, okay, well, I was honest. Maybe they didn't like it. But if they didn't like it, maybe that's not the one for me. Maybe I can't... If I can't be honest with this person, uh, why should I be with this person? There's so many fish in the sea, y'all. Especially my young listeners, our young <laughs> listeners. There are so many people out there. Don't get hung up on someone you sprung up on. Yeah, and you know, it's not, it's a new skill to be honest. And, you mm-hmm. know, you don't have to always be honest. You know, there's still privacy and stuff. And, you know, it's just about trying and making that effort and being open, you know, being open to it. Communication is key. Yep, yep, yep. I like that segment. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right, you're gonna have to prepare the next one for the next podcast. <laughs> but do we? What, what do we have next? Um, I think right now that's about it. Right now, and we're gonna see you at the next podcast episode. Um, we're really excited to be back, and oh, yeah. this is such a good way for us to me and him to bond. And but also, we got ain't got shit to do. <laughs> ain't got shit to do. Might make another podcast very soon. <laughs> this is going up. Please. Um, Add us on on Instagram at Always Love Yours Podcast, yours with the Z. Yep, and add us on the email. Well, you can email us for the Just a Tip segment, or we're just gonna keep pulling from Reddit. Oh yeah, just email us or whatever. Just yeah. shout us out at Always Love Yours Podcast yours with the Z at gmail.com. Okay, cool. Um, and yeah, so just remember, please, to always, always love, love yours. yours. Bye. This is...